Well, I want to take a, a moment this morning before we open God's Word and just say Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. I just pray that uh, you're having a good day, that you are spending time with your family, and uh, so we just wish you a Happy Father's Day. And you know, as we enter into Father's Day, I kind of want to focus that direction, and then next week we're going to wrap up the What's After ATX, but... I just wanted to spend some time talking, uh, processing with everybody, especially with you men today. You know, we live, uh, you'd have to be blind to not see it, but we live in an incredibly divided time in our country right now. There's so many divisions that are out there. There's uh, the political polarization that there's a wide chasm there. Uh, currently, the the racial division that has has created the, the struggles that we have right now. But there's also the moral uh chasm that exists and, and the great divide there. Economically, we see the divide in our country. Uh, educationally, we see the divide. We see all of these polarizing divisions that are in our nation, and we're wondering, how do we begin to deal with this? And because of these divisions, what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a lot of anger. We're seeing a lot of blame, a lot of mistrust, a lot of despair, uh, and a whole lot of worry and anxiety in, in what is coming next. And, and many people would say, man, the United States of America is a messed up nation right now. And, and so people are thinking, okay, uh, uh, maybe if we can get the attention of the nation, maybe we can legalize some things to change these divisions that exist. And yet as followers of Christ, we know that you cannot legislate morality. You cannot legislate people to love one another. These, these are things that are not going to happen unless the Lord takes over. But the way many people feel right now is they feel like, man, we got a messed up nation. And because we have a messed up nation, we have a messed up state. And because we have a messed up state, we have a messed up community. And we, since we have a messed up community, we got messed up churches. And since we got messed up churches, then we got messed up families. And since we have messed up families, we got messed up people because of that. And especially since we're talking to dads today, it's since we have messed up families, we got messed up men today. Now, that's the way the world feels. Now, I, I see it differently uh, than that. And I think the scriptures would back me on, on what I'm about to share with you. I think we got messed up men. And because we got messed up men, we got messed up families. And because we got messed up families, we got messed up churches. And because we have messed up churches, we got messed up communities. And since we got messed up communities, we have a messed up state. And because we have messed up states, we have a messed up nation. See, I believe it all centers back on the individual and especially in their walk with Christ. And, and so uh, because we see this messed up in this division, we're playing the blame game all the time. We're blaming somebody else. For the struggles that are going on, hoping that somebody else will change and thus make it better where I'm at. Uh, there's a couple of scriptures that I want to share with you. The first one is in 1 Kings chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4. Now, let me give you the background here. David, the king of Israel, greatest king ever. 
he, uh, he is about to die. And in 1 Kings chapter 2, he is given a charge to his son Solomon, who is going to take over as king. And, and this is what he said. First uh, Kings 2, 1 through 4. When David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon, his son, saying, I am about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish his word that he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. You look back at verse 2. Here's his charge. He's saying, I'm about to die. You be strong and show yourself a man. Play the man. Be the man uh, at this time. Now, a New Testament passage says the same thing, but in a different context. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 Paul has just written this letter to the Corinthian church trying to correct some of the divisions they had within the church. And he says this in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. He says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. He says, Act like men, be strong. It's the same thing that David had told Solomon. Act like a man. You be the man. Now, what does that mean to be the man? Well, it's it's a, a term of maturity. Um, be mature. Uh, don't be childlike. Be mature in, in who you are. You be the man. You stand a, as a man. And this is an incredible struggle that we have in our culture today because we don't know, it seems, what a man is. And part of that struggle comes from sometimes dads not being uh, the men or the models for their children, both sons and daughters, uh, the way they need to be. John Elridge, who wrote the book Wild at Heart, said this. He said, every boy in his journey to become a man takes an arrow to the center of his heart in the place of his strength. Because the wound is rarely discussed and even more rarely healed, the wound remains and the wound is almost always given by his father. Fathers, we have an incredible responsibility. Uh, there are, it's been said there are five different types of fathers. And I, I want you to share these with you right quick because you see every child, every son and daughter he is born into a family and his hero automatically is his dad or her dad. And if that dad screws up, it doesn't mean that they're no longer a hero. It means why would their hero do certain things that they've done? But there's five dads I want to share with you right quick. Number one is this. Uh, it's what I call a POW dad. The POW dad. Uh, it means that they are present. They're in the home. But they are not engaged with their kids. Um, it's almost like they are angry. They're angry all the time. It's right below the surface. They, they feel like they've been imprisoned to the system. And so uh, they, they play the blame game. It's somebody else's fault. And they, they are 
present, but not engaged with their kids. That's the POW dad. Secondly is the MIA dad. The MIA dad is not engaged and he's absent. He's not even there. Uh, he's checked out. You know, we think that um, uh, COVID-19 is a pandemic. Let me tell you, fatherlessness in our nation is an epidemic. It's just uh, dads have just checked out. Um, they live out life for themselves. They blame others. They go and, and they think I'm not responsible. So they don't take responsibility and they check out. The third dad is a wall dad, uh, a wall dad. <clears throat> he's physically present, but he's emotionally or relationally not present. He's there, but he's not there. Uh, and many dads fall into this category. And, and a lot of times they have past wounds that are sometimes manifested and passed down to their own children. Uh, there was a song that's got age on it now by Harry Chapin called Cats in the Cradle. And it's a story about a dad who is too busy for his kids as he's going up. And then his dad gets older. He comes to his son to want to spend time with him. And the son says that he's too busy with his own kids and his own life. And basically, he said, I grew up just like you. And that is the AWOL dad. He's physically present, but not emotionally or relationally connected. Here's the fourth one. The fourth one is the reserved duty dad. The reserved duty dad. He's engaged when it's convenient for him. Otherwise, he's not engaged. Life, once again, kind of revolves around self. And he finds other things to do that are more enjoyable than his kids and being uh, active in their life. Now, that's four. They all seem negative to a certain degree. And, and, and uh, maybe that was one of your dads. But the fifth dad is this. He's the active duty dad. Active duty dad. He, he's not perfect, uh, but he's intentional. He, he's intentional uh, on loving his kids, guiding his kids, protecting his kids, providing for his kids, instructing his kids. He's intentional on what he is doing there. Not perfect. Uh, no, no dad is perfect, but he's intentional. That's the key thing. I, I, the question I have for you today is what kind of dad did you have? Um, I, I can speak from personal experience that because of the situation that I went through, I had an MIA dad because he died. He didn't choose to check out, but his death took him out when I was a, a real young boy. And so I grew up never calling anybody dad. And so when I became a dad, it was uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, how to be a dad, you know, how do, how do you be a dad? It, it just seems like you read books and all those kind of things, but you still wonder how to be a dad correctly. And uh, for me personally, I went through a huge father wound uh, absence that I worked through and God redeemed and restored. And part of the symptoms of that is I could be involved in your life, but I would hold you off here and not be involved. But the Lord taught me one of the greatest things ever as a father, and it's very scriptural, and it's called the blessing. And I want to talk to you just a moment about how that dads, you can bless your children and your families um, and to to make them feel secure. And uh, uh, the the blessing 
You remember when Jesus was baptized and then when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration with Moses and Elijah, that a voice came from heaven and the voice said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased uh, listen to him. That's what it said on the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, he affirmed his love. He affirmed the relationship. And he, uh, what he did was he affirmed something good within the Son. So this blessing was given by the Heavenly Father to Jesus as his earthly Son. How much more do we, we see that we need to give blessings to our children? The blessing... Uh, is going to give that child a confidence for, for daily living. I, I, I wrote out a definition for me in, in a blessing. And it's this. A father's blessing is a way to affirm your relationship and your love for another individual and affirm the potential and strengthen in them, thus giving them confidence for living a godly life. Uh, it gives them confidence because you affirm who they are. You speak blessing into their life and you see uh, the incredible thing that that happens with that. It affirms the relationship, affirms the love, and it affirms something that they're good at. Now, what I discovered, I discovered this in a kind of an accidental way almost. It's been... Uh, decades ago, but uh, Round Rock Christian Academy here, the school at the church, uh, they were doing a Saturday morning time and a guy from Focus on the Family was coming to speak. And, and I came to represent the church and all that kind of thing. It was a Saturday morning thing. Hardly anybody came. I mean, the worship center, you could have thrown a football and not hit anybody. But I'm there and this guy is talking and he's talking about the blessing. And all of a sudden, in my spirit, I'm thinking, this guy is speaking truth. He's speaking the importance of a dad speaking over his children. And uh, as he was speaking of the importance of that blessing, then he did the ultimate. He called up his, his little daughter, who was sitting on the front row, and she came up to him, and he took her sweet little face in his hands, and he just spoke an incredible, beautiful blessing over her, and uh, and then she went and was seated. Now, I'm thinking, good night. I, I would have loved for somebody to speak a blessing over me when I was a kid uh, because I felt like I missed something. Well, I go home, okay? My kids are uh, late elementary by this time. Josh is probably fifth grade and the girls are probably third grade. And so I, I go home Saturday afternoon. I say, okay, we're going to have a family meeting. So um, usually with the kids thought family meeting is mom and dad are going to tell us what we're going to do and and that kind of thing. So I I have them come into the living room and I set them down and I'm I'm nervous. And and I say to them, listen, kids, I learned something today that I, I have not done and I have not been faithful at. But I believe it is incredibly important for you, not just for you, but for me to be able to do this. And I explain to them what they're going to do. And they're going to think, oh, you know, dad's off on some other thing here, but they're going to live with it. So I took Josh, first of all, my oldest, and I just spoke, took, took his head in my hand and just spoke blessing over him. And then I did each of my daughters. Now, I wish I could say, oh, they're in tears and it's just the euphoric thing of their life. Uh, 
you know, what happened was it did an incredible thing for me as their dad to speak this over them and to recognize it in them. But, you know, what I discovered is is my kids developed a confidence because they knew that their father cared for them. Yes, I, I would still do discipline, but I cared for them enough to point out those things in their life. Now, uh, we didn't do it just that one time. We've done it other times since then in, in special times, even as adults. But I wanted you to get a picture of, of what this blessing may look like. So I, I took my grandsons and uh, uh, I thought it would be good for you just to uh, be in on an intimate time with my grandsons. And so uh, I want you to see this. Hey, G, I love you. Okay. I want you to know that, first of all. And I want you to know that as I was thinking about this blessing today, I thought about Gideon in the Bible. And Gideon uh, didn't think so highly of himself, but the Lord said that you are a mighty warrior. That's what the Lord said to Gideon. And I want to tell you, Gavin, today that you are a mighty warrior. And I love you dearly. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and let his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Okay? I love you, bud. I love you, bud, first of all. Okay? You need to know that. Pops loved you very much. So, you know, Noah, I was thinking about David in the Bible. And it says that David was a man after God's own heart. You know, when I look at your tender heart, I believe you're a man after God's own heart. So, Noah, may the Lord bless you and keep you and let his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Okay? I love you. Love you too, Bob. Thanks, Noah. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Uh, I mean, just to see these boys looking at their pops and they know I love them. And, but yet to just speak into them uh, what is there. Because I pray that the blessing they get from me, through me, and they get from their dads too, is a um, confidence builder as they go into the life so that they can be godly men. And, and listen, it's not for just for little boys. It's for girls as well to speak that Father's blessing into them. I think we live in a day where uh, many men are struggling to find their identity. And I think it's important for dads to be the one to help instill that identity into their kids. Uh, and, and the Lord gave me a silly picture of what I'm seeing today, and I pray will change. Every morning when I get up, uh, the dog usually wakes us up early, and Gracie and I go for a walk. And we go for a walk in our neighborhood. We do the whole subdivision kind of thing. Well, on the back part of our subdivision, as I'm going by this particular house, I noticed it uh, last month, and I've seen it since then, but there, you know, birds are everywhere, and there was this grackle, this black bird that's over there, and I noticed he had no tail feathers, and so that meant he couldn't fly, So, but what he would do is as we're coming, he would hop up into this tree, the tree was low to the ground, it had foliage low to the ground, but up up top it was dead, and he would hop into there, you know, flap his wings, he couldn't really do much other than hop, and he would get up in that tree, and uh, he would hide out. Now, uh, I've seen him several times since then, he still doesn't have tail feathers, he still can't fly. 
But, uh, but he does that and he's got other little trees that he hides in too. And I'd see that. And yes, the, the other grackles may take care of him or, or whatever they do. But I, but I thought as I saw that and I was just praying and meditating on that, you know, here's a bird. This bird was meant to fly. He was meant for so much more than the limitations that he has. But for some reason, He's had his tail feathers clipped and he's lost them and he can't fly and do what he was meant to do. And as I I saw that, I thought, you know, dads, maybe our blessing upon our kids and upon others that seem to have missed it can give them the tail feathers they need to become the men and women that God created them to be. Now, I know some of you your relationship with your dad was not good. And he was one of those dads that maybe was absent. And you're still, even though your dad is dead and gone, you're still living for that pat on the back that will come from your dad that will never come. Listen, as hard as it is, you need to forgive your dad. Uh, He was probably doing the best he could. He may be doing what he was modeled for him. But, you know, you can change the course for your kids. You can change the course for others who may not have a dad that you can still step in and give them the blessing that they need. And some of you are grown men and grown women, and you need somebody just to speak a blessing over you. And I pray that you will find a person that you trust to be able to do that for you as well. You know, God has blessed us. And so we bless others because of the blessing that we have. And here's my prayer today. I pray that you would not only sense the blessing from your earthly dad, but from your heavenly father as well. And we say what what Aaron's blessing was in the Old Testament. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face, face to shine upon you and give you his peace. Central people that are watching, I love you. And I pray God's richest blessings on you today, on this Father's Day. And men, let's step up. Let's be the man. Let's pray. Almighty God, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the blessings you've poured out on us. Now, Lord, I'm praying for men that are watching that they will step up. And uh, they will bless their kids. I mean, they won't shy away from it. They'll speak verbally over their kids and not just think they assume it. And so, Father, I thank you for just speaking to us now. Lord, give us the boldness to be obedient. And thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.